1: and your life to the next level. Today, I am very pleased to have as my guest, Diane Helbig. And let me tell you a little bit about Diane. She is an internationally recognized business and leadership development advisor, author, award-winning speaker, and workshop facilitator. As certified professional coach and president of Helbig Enterprises, Diane helps businesses and organizations operate more constructively and profitably. She evaluates, encourages, and guides her clients. Diane works with her clients to create, implement, and monitor individualized strategies that result in better communications, increased performance, and more significant results. Diane serves as a trusted advisor and guide, helping her clients see the value in changing their behavior. Diane's clients find themselves achieving incredible successes, many beyond what they previously believed was possible. She brings over 20 years of small business management and sales to her coaching. I thought today we would talk about my favorite topic, which is leadership. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Diane Helbig. Hi, Diane. Hi. Thanks so much for having me, Vicki. It's my pleasure. You have such an impressive background, and and it's really, you know, it is true that oftentimes we get stuck in a rut and um, and don't really do all the things that we can do to become we could become. Sure. All <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah. So I start with an easy question, which is always what part of the country do you live in? Where do you um, hang your hat? I hang my hat in Lakewood, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. Oh, very good. Well, Pittsburgh girl, Cleveland girl, hey girl. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so how can some someone really succeed if they don't sell? Mm, It's a
2: great question. Thank Mm. you for that. So when I say succeed without selling, I'm talking about the traditional focus on getting the sale, closing, you know, all of that, because I I don't believe it works. I I think it's uncomfortable, right? People don't. The used car salesman. (laughs) right. Exactly. It's exactly right. So it's icky for both parties. So what I say is, let's change that around. Let's just let go of this whole idea of selling because you can't really sell anything to anybody. People will buy from you when they trust you and when they have a need. So it's Mm -hmm. really about
1: the relationships and and things like that. Yeah, it is being the person that listens. And I think that's where. Sometimes the used car salesman, if you will, uh, came where the, the fast talker you know, yeah. got you doing things that you didn't even know you wanted or needed, as opposed to them listening to hearing mm-hmm. things and so changing the whole dynamics of that conversation. Yes,
2: yes exactly right. That's right. That it, you can't, you know, it's all about persuasion mm-hmm. convincing. Yeah. Which just does is not a, th- should not be a thing. Well, let me say it that way because it it's, you don't want someone, if you think about it from the salesperson's perspective, you don't want to have to convince somebody they need what you have, right? You want them to really know that they need it. They want it. They're on board. Those are the best right. relationships. Exactly.
1: So you say the ABCs of sales has changed and I think we started to talk about that, but, you know, even recently with the the whole change in our world during the pandemic, that added a different yeah. uh, innovation to our, our sales process as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Everything has really changed. Uh, so Um, It it harkens back to that movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where they say uh, the ABCs of sales are always be closing. I don't necessarily believe that ever worked, but once the internet became really a thing, it really doesn't work, right? So what I say is, what's changed is, it's always be curious. Oh, good. Yeah, because when we're in a curious mindset, we're not selling, we're learning, right?
1: better for everybody and also it isn't that you you take away that requirement that drive i guess that you when you before you hang up that phone or walk away from that person you've closed the deal where really we know that relationships are not done in one setting one scene. you know
2: exactly That's exactly right. You don't even know if you want to do business with this person, right? But we get this, you know, always be closing means you are constantly in sales mindset. Mm -hmm. And and everyone feels that. So the way they interpret it is you're just looking at them as a possible revenue source, right? That you don't really care about them. Well, no one wants to feel that way or be treated that way. So let's not do that. Let's actually get to know them and figure out, can I help them? do I want to help them right right?
1: I know with my anti aging business, I just love my products and I, and I think they work so well that I often talk about it and I have um one of my relatives that will like well why are you always talking you know and they're thinking I'm trying to sell and it's just uh. like. I'm following the conversation, and they're talking about how they hate all their wrinkles or their hair <laughs> or whatever. And so I'm just saying what works for me. and it's and it's it's how you approach uh-huh. it, I think. But people are always so wary that you're trying to sell them on something. And-
2: sure, because that's what we're used to. That's mm-hmm. what we experienced, yeah. right? throughout pick any industry. doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the industry is. This is what we experience. We meet someone or we're at an event and someone starts that whole conversation and it feels like sometimes it really is that they're trying to talk us. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Usually that's what it is. But sometimes it's just enthusiasm and excitement. So what I say is like the more you're talking, the less people are listening. So just don't right? until they, are interested in the information, there's no point in sharing it with them, which I, I know may sound a little strange, but you have to get to that place where they feel it mm-hmm. and they are curious, then, you know, then they're curious and want to know. And we get there by continuing to ask them questions and get a real sense of right where they yeah. are and then asking them, you know, uh, w- would you mind if I shared my experience? Yeah. Right, right.
0: right.
1: So what are the things you see that people are doing wrong when they go networking? You know, Mm, and again, that's a nice segue from what we were just talking about.
2: (laughs) It truly is. So they talk too much. They ask, so what do you do? Which is a terrible question. People will tell you, right? Uh, They um, hand their business card to everybody and they go in thinking that the goal is to get a client.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So none of which is good, doesn't work, it's not good. And they're missing out. I think the biggest thing for me is what people are missing out on is all of those various relationships they could be building Mm -hmm. with people who are not a potential client, but could be a referral source, or yeah. a resource that they can share with other people or a business friend, you know, a mentor, who knows. Mm-hmm. They miss all of that because they're so focused on selling.
1: And, and as coaches, too, we need to be understanding that. You know, I had one uh, mentor coach that every week is asked, well, how many clients have you got? And not to me, the question should have been how many relationships have you built? Or right, how right. have you developed those relationships? Right. Um, right. Yeah. We point at the wrong target. I think right. you're absolutely
2: right. Sales managers do it, coaches, right. you know, it it's it's the wrong target. It's a yeah, yeah, the wrong number.
1: So hmm. we're gonna talk about target markets then Ooh. and why are target markets so important.
2: Yeah, so I think target markets are so important because we are led to believe that everyone needs what we have to sell <laughs> and everyone is not a target market. Mm-hmm. And the, the, So so A, that's not true. Let, let's just dispel that right now. But the second thing is, is that when we have target markets, you can have more than one. Most people do have more than one. When you have a target market, you have a, a group that you can um, message toward who will then hear that message. If you are thinking everyone, the message is diluted, nobody hears it. So in your sales and your marketing, you completely miss the boat because you're trying to capture everyone instead mm-hmm. of really understanding, this is what ideal looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go after that. Doesn't mean that's all I'm gonna do business with, but that's the direction I'm gonna go in. It gives us yeah. focus and a message.
1: And it does then take some of the stress and the pain away because now you can stay focused on that. And as you said, there there are people will that you that aren't in your target market that, as far as you knew, <laughs> yeah. but that really are intrigued or interested and be, can become a client or a customer.
2: Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to exclude people. It, it's the difference mm-hmm. between um, where you're going to focus and who comes to you. Yeah. Anyone can come to you. Right. Right. But where you focus your time and energy matters from Mm -hmm. a productivity standpoint. Right. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. So. Whenever we started this conversation, we we touched on the change of sales and and we touched on social media. So what is the best way, in your opinion, to Mm -hmm. use social media? I think there are two things we should
2: be doing. The first one is connecting and really building relationships with mm-hmm. people. It's the same as going to an in-person event. I think the same rules apply. The second thing is engaging in conversation and providing valuable information to your audience, not just to anybody, but you know, really, once again, understanding who your target market is and then giving information away mm-hmm. because that builds trust and that's what sales is all about it's it's about having that trusting relationship so when you're connecting and building relationships and then you're sharing information and you're engaging in these conversations you're maximizing every element of social media marketing
1: yeah and and really that also is a change from way back when, yes. <laughs> <laughs> where you didn't want to share anything because th- you wanted to be that person, that go-to person. But uh, face it, a lot of what we do, everybody else knows, right? and they just need to be reminded to do it. So right. whatever voice resonates with them that that reminds them, it's a win-win for everybody, right? It's Better so true.
2: Exactly. What I say is there's three kinds of people who you're talking to, there's the do nothings who are going to read it, listen to it, whatever, and they're gonna do nothing with it. Well, they were never gonna do anything with it and they were never gonna become a client. Then there's the DIYers who are going to listen and they're going to implement because that's who they are. They aren't necessarily gonna be clients either ever, but they will refer people who are not do nothings or DIYers. And then there's a the third group of people. And those are the people who are gonna hear what you have to say, read what you have to write, and they're going to say, wow, now there's someone who really understands me, understands my business, understands what I need. I Could I do it on my own? Possibly. I don't want to. I, I, I want to engage with that
1: person. Those are the only people you're talking to. So it yeah. doesn't matter how much you give away. Right. 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 And we're it's... not trying to get thousands of clients. We can't right. manage thousands of clients. Right. We just need 10 or so.
2: <laughs> yes. Right. And so... You could give everything away. You could explain everything. And all you're doing then is building trust. Yeah. Which is what you want
1: to be doing. Yeah. Right. So That's, I say. Well, and it's like a recipe, well, <laughs> you know, I can right. give you the recipe. Right. I can even show you how to do the recipe. Right. But it doesn't mean it's going to all turn out the same That's way. That's
2: right. 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 <laughs> My cookies and yours could be yeah, potentially could be very different. different. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. And you're only really talking to the people who mm. value what you know, you, because you are so giving of information that you're not threatened. So they're not
1: threatened. Yeah. So we, we talked about the, the importance of having that conversation, which I'm all about. Yeah. It's just a conversation and, A good conversation is one like we're having where it isn't I talk, 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 and, or you talk, 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 but it's that back and forth and having the right questions, those discovery questions. So talk to the audience a little bit about the value and and really what are those discovery questions?
2: Yeah, this, I think is, is one of the biggest things that we miss. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I think what we do is we focus on asking, if we're asking questions at all, we ask questions around the situation, mm-hmm. the, the the problem or the issue that our product or service solves. And we miss out on a whole lot of other questions. Some people don't ask questions at all. They walk in, they start their whole presentation. And the more you're talking, the less they're listening. So stop, you just, you're wasting your time and theirs, right? And they're not connecting at all. I think the discovery questions, I think there's a lot of them, some of them have to do with what you sell in regards to what is their situation and things. I think there's other questions like, have you worked with a company like ours before? Would you mind sharing that experience? Because you want to know what they liked, what they didn't like. Is this, you know, are, are they going to be difficult or not? It also gives you a, a, um, a ramp to ask about money. Like we hate asking about money, but we have to because it's part of the solution, right? So if they've worked with a company like ours before, we can say, would you mind sharing with me what your annual spend was or uh, monthly or, or what your investment was? And, and how did you feel about that in relationship to the value? There's, there's just really mm-hmm. deeper questions that we need to be asking. We need to know what their decision-making process is. How are they going to make this decision? Uh, What does success look like in in this regard? What's their timeline? Is it urgent? Is it not? Right? And then I have two questions that I think we should all be asking. And and let me just say, not all these questions are asked in the first conversation. Sometimes you have to have Mm -hmm. more conversations, Right. right? right? And not at the beginning. I mean, right. Okay. So these two questions go together and I think they're critical. The first one is, what will the impact be uh, for you or your business when you make this decision, when you make the decision to move forward, whether it's with me or someone else, all right, takes you out of the equation, Yeah. but it also gets them thinking about the value mm-hmm. of, of making, of doing this thing, whatever it is, all right, and they're sharing that out loud, so, so you can hear what it is, because that's quantifiable, Mm-hmm. There's an investment uh, you know uh, ratio there. Mm-hmm. The second question is, what will the impact be if you don't mm. Because there's a potential cost to not moving forward, and you need to know what that is too. So and they need to know, you know this is how you get them feeling the energy of, wow, this is mm-hmm. something we need to move on right Mm -hmm. or you know what it really isn't that big of a deal it was a whim we were just thinking whatever we need to know all of these things and we need to be able to dig and not let it go if they don't want to answer the question right we we need to ask them tell me more yeah yeah tell me more Mm -hmm. can you help me can you help me understand you know, it seems like you're hesitant to answer this question. Could you help me understand that? What What are you feeling? What's going on? You know, if we're going to ultimately work together, this is information I need to be able to figure out whether I'm the right resource for you or not. We, we mm-hmm. have to be able to have that conversation instead of letting them lead it. Mm-hmm. Getting to the place where we just throw out a, a, you know, a proposal and they're like, whoa, no, that's not at all what I was thinking, or they ghost you, or you know all those other awful things that happen,
1: wow. it, it, it always those kind of stories always remind me of one of my teams that I was on that was a high performing team. and and there were only twenty four of us, but we had to go to I worked for a large transportation company. And we had to go to our largest customers because, the data that they were sending us to make sure that their packages got to us in time was late always. And it was impacting our uh, ability to deliver our promise to them. But rather than going there and telling them, Hey, you need to do this different, better, faster. (laughs) We had a meeting to just discuss technology and processes of what they've done to, to really grow their business so well and we gave them an hour to do that. And then we shared with them what we've done to better serve them in technology and all that. And that was an hour. And and then I just showed this little short video, seven minutes. And it just showed their packages going along the way <laughs> on a conveyor belt. And every so often the packages would shoot off to the side. <laughs> it had to be dealt with. And after seven minutes, and and I was just I would in my mind be saying, wait for it, wait yeah. for it, because every time they'd say, huh, "That isn't my packages," <laughs> and I would say, "Yeah, it is, by the way." And then that led into the conversation of what we really wanted to do. But the interesting thing was that. If at any time during their first hour, they talked about issues or problems they were having that we might be able to ser- serve them better, we did not go any further. We spent the rest of the time helping them solve that problem. So either side of it, we won. Right. Because whenever we got their, them to be the one asking for us to help them to get their packages right. at a more timely we solved that issue and both sides won. Yes. But then the other way, because we were willing to work with them to fix problems that they were struggling with, that made us an even better partner for them. Right, And that lesson was one that I will never forget because it, it's really the way I think sales should always be. I do
2: too. I do too. More business will come. This is such a great example of You will do more business with them, but not at the beginning, and not if that's what your focus is. Your focus has to be on them, right? Discovery, curiosity, learning, and holding until the right time.
1: Yeah, and they ended up going from $60 million to $100 million in business. So no-brainer there. Yeah, And, And they... They knew they could call. Uh-huh. And even when I wasn't on the project any longer, they knew they could call me to connect them with somebody that could help them. Yes. And that's what you want. Yes. And that's the referral piece and that, that trust. Yep. Absolutely. It's perfect. All right. So what advice would you give someone who sells to consumers? They have a product or service, um, beyond what we've already discussed? What what would be, I don't know, a key takeaway for that?
2: Yeah, I have two actually. The first one is your friends and family are not a target market, yeah.
1: stop, right? Amen.
2: <laughs> I don't care whoever told you that, they're wrong, right?
1: No. Do not. They would buy- rather buy from a stranger on the internet than you. <laughs> Seriously,
2: right? Do If you wanna ruin your relationships and not get invited to Thanksgiving dinner, Prospect towards your friends and family. Yeah. If you value those relationships, knock it off, right? Having said that, it you can't prospecting to consumers is a little difficult. So directly, it's not like business to business sales. So what I say is, you know what? Hold um, educational, informational workshops, sessions, whatever it is, and just invite people in to learn. You're not going to sell them. What you're doing, you're doing two things. One, you're building trust. You're giving them information they didn't necessarily have before. And you're identifying from that, then who might be interested in a further conversation. Yeah. And it can take several of these events. You're building a community around your business. You're building that loyalty and that trust. That is going to get you further because once they trust you and they need what you have and they start buying it, they will continue to buy it over the years you will continue to have these events. So it's a relationship. And they'll you, then you can say, you know, bring a friend along for, you know, get yeah. get a coupon for a discount or whatever. So there's things that you can do, but I, I always think it's so much easier just to once again give information
1: away, educate yeah. people. Right. I do a wine and wrinkles party where Ooh, I you love it. Where we just come and I give facials for them to try. I love, and and it's, I guess, because for me, I need to know that things work. So I love for them to just try everything. There's nothing there to buy. I have no products to buy, but it it allows, as you said, for me to educate them on what it could be, what changes they could see, and um, that I'm here. And if you need me, then you can go to my website or you can Come and talk to me about it, but uh, you can't buy anything today. <laughs> yeah, I, that is fabulous. I I think that is, it takes
2: all that pressure off, right? Yeah. yeah Brings the yeah. temperature down, they're open, everyone's enjoying each other. It, it, that's what it's about. People buy from people. That's yeah, exactly we right. Have, right? We have to yeah. have that connection. And yeah. not everyone is going to, once again, everyone is not a target market, right? no matter what. And we. Th- this is, um, now you can ask your friends and family to come and enjoy the social aspect and bring friends if they want to. But you have to be really clear that you are not expecting them, that no one can buy anything at that event. You're not expecting them to become customers.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. All right. It is time now for us to go ahead and ask a rapid fire question. I think I have time for one. Okay. So you have a problem with the 30 second pitch. And uh, I would love to hear why that is. Uh, Because you can't, because
2: it shouldn't be a pitch. It shouldn't be (laughs) uh, a commercial, right? It should be a conversation starter. It should just be an introduction, conversation starter. No one cares about all the stuff people, no one listens to it. You don't listen to other people's. So, Let's stop doing it, right? We mm-hmm. just want to engage in conversation,
1: and that's you know i and I of course have am in networking groups where you have the thirty second the one minute, the two minute the what a five minute whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's whenever I started podcasting i I kind of do those, but not as frequently because to me, this is the richer way to be to be able yeah. to network i yeah. in allow you to be informed, entertained (laughs) and allow you to make a decision whether or not you want to get to know more about my guest. And I think that is ideal. And I love whenever I'm a guest on a podcast because it's the same thing. You know, I, I can talk about a number of different things and, and, you know, uh, other than having a Q and a where I'm live and with an audience, which I even love more, um, but it it gives you time to really make an informed decision and you don't feel pressure. When right. people come and listen to the podcast, they're not thinking, oh, my God, the, you know, Diane's going to have to, tr- she's going to try to sell something. I'm not going to listen right. to this. And I was like, yeah. no, she's no. teaching you. Yes, exactly right. And
2: can I say something real quick
1: about networking
2: groups? So there are leads groups where the expectation is that you ask for referrals I, you still are not doing a thirty second pitch or minute or whatever because you're not selling to the people in the room exactly, right? Tell a story. Tell share a success story or something. What you want them to do is learn about the value that you bring and who you bring it to. And that's it,
1: yeah, I, I think too, you know, when I teach speaking, I often say, you do add those stories. The stories are are vital and the stories have to be not about you. They have, even though they are about you, but they have to be told in a way that the audience sees them in their, in the story, because that's what gets them thinking. That's what makes them say, Hmm. Oh, wait, yeah, I do that. Or, or I need that or whatever. And, and that's what the difference is. If you have a lot of eyes in your presentation, your pitch or anything, then you're not really reaching your audience.
2: No, they stop listening. They don't care.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. It is time now for me to share my screen. For all of those that are just listening, you should have been taking notes. So that would have required a a pen, a pencil, or some sort of recording. But if not, you want to go get something real quick. I will give the website for you to write down. All of this information is going to be on my YouTube channel and you can subscribe to that or you can go to findyourleadershipconfidence.com to get the information as well. But those that are watching, you can take a screenshot really quickly here. So the website is www.helbigenterprises.com. That's H-E-L-B-I-G enterprises.com on facebook it is seize this growth with initial caps linkedin is d hellbig all small letters instagram seize this growth all small letters youtube is at seize this growth and we should all thank youtube for going away uh, or allowing us to have the at And name as opposed to the long thing that nobody could remember, all those numbers and letters. Anyways, I'm going to turn it over to you, Diane, to talk to the audience about your call to action.
2: So, my call to action is really about uh, my book, Succeed Without Selling. And if you go to my website and you go to um, the resources section, you can read sample chapters awesome. that you, know, you can download so you can get a feel for what the book is about. Yeah. Um, there's also documents on there that you can download that I talk about in the book, you know, walking people through. It's very tactical, awesome. walking people through how to do things. You can download the documents. Uh, it, it, For me, it's um, if you say to yourself, I hate selling, this is the book for you <laughs> because good, stop doing it, Right and and embrace these some of these ideas that are in here. I think you'll enjoy yourself more and you'll get better
1: results. Awesome. Again, the name of the book is Succeed Without Selling and you can get that on Amazon um, or you can go to her website and be able to link to that as well. Thank you, Diane, so much for being such a great guest. You gave wonderful information. Everything she said is true people out there. So you listen to her.
0: <laughs> and oh, as thank always. You. Thank you.
1: I remind everyone that life is a journey, and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling, signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.